Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Don't you enjoy the presence of the Lord? I tell you, that last song, it seems like the presence of God just really rose, just got stronger in this place as we sang to Him and worshiped the Lord. And, and uh, I tell you, when you, when you look to Him, you're not going to be ignored. <laughs> He's not the ignoring type. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is uh, first Wednesday of the month, so around here. Uh, our habit, our practice is that uh, that we do a, a healing meeting, all right, first Wednesday of the month. So here you are. Here, are, here I am. Here we are. <laughs> here he is. So. <laughs> and uh, so we're glad everybody's here tonight. We're going uh, we're, we're gonna to minister healing uh, both by word and through the anointing, the power of God tonight. If you come in need of, of healing in your physical body, uh, good for you. Good for you. And uh, I encourage you, uh, open up your heart first. And uh, when you open up your heart, what, what do I mean by that? You have ears to hear. You have a, uh, a teachable heart. You have a, a heart to learn, to grow, to understand. And if nothing else, just, uh, just to be inspired uh, to, to get something, to receive from the Lord. Because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, we sometimes change. He doesn't. And, and, and so the problem is never on heaven's end. Okay, if ever, if ever I'm if I'm having an issue, if I'm having a problem, it's not God's fault. And of course, when you know that, you'll always stay on His side and say, uh, instead of "Why God?" You know, "Why did you do this?" or "Why didn't you do this?" Uh, we end up, you know, regretting those words. So, just heads up, <laughs> stay on God's side. He's for you and not against you, and uh, and He wants to help. He loves us beyond our comprehension. And His love is great, and His power is mighty. He is called Almighty, right? And, and so there's no shortage of power in heaven on God's part. There's no lack on His end. Um, uh, say, if that sounds a whole lot like it's my fault. Well, I mean, I'm not really looking to assign blame. Uh, we're not here to condemn, and the Lord is not here to condemn or make anybody feel bad about their condition or about whatever has happened in their life. He's a God of grace and mercy. And, and so it's true we can, that He's not to blame, but what that does is inspires confidence in Him and in His Word that whatever He said, He will perform in you, in me. Amen. So we can be confident that God has shown up tonight, and He's in the house, and the healer is in the house. Amen. And, uh, and so victory is ours. I mean, it's almost like, ah, how can we lose? You know, how can we fail when we've got such a good God and we've got His Word? It's not like we're wondering. We don't have to walk around and wonder what God's going to do, you know. Well, you never can tell. No, actually, you can tell all the time. Why? Because he's faithful. Some people you can't tell what they're going to do, but our Father, you can tell what he's going to do because he said what he said, and he meant what he said when he said it, and he does what he said because he meant what he said. And, and so, you know, it's pretty much, uh, I know what God's going to do. Amen? What's he going to do for you? Huh? Well, I'm just coming to find out. No, no, no. Let, find out ahead of time then you can enjoy watching it happen. 
Yeah, but we, we find out ahead of time that the Lord is good, that He is for me, that He healed me in Jesus on the cross with those stripes. Yeah, that's the fact, Jack. God has already done that. And when I learn it, then I can begin to walk in it and enjoy it. Amen. Well, uh, you know, one of the things we should understand about heaven and about the kingdom of God is that there are uh, principles that are, are set. They are in stone, uh, kind of like natural laws uh, work for everybody, like gravity. They work for everybody, no matter what kind of person they are, old, young, tall, short, educated, uneducated. Gravity still works for everybody. Amen. And likewise, it is with spiritual laws. There are words from the Lord, words from Jesus, things God has spoken, and they do work for everybody. They really do. It's not that, well, they work for some and not for others. No, they work for everybody. And all we need to do is know what those words are, know what God has promised, and know how those laws operate, and we can benefit from them. Now, repeatedly in the gospel accounts, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, we, we see that Jesus indicated and, and, and made mention of individuals' faith when they were healed. I mean, he called it out. He made mention of it and said, it's because of what you believe that you got this. Uh, for, for example, Matthew 9.22, but Jesus turned around when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. So, see, notice, Jesus didn't say, I made you well. He didn't say, the Father made you well. He said, your faith did this. Well, that's an interesting thing to, 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 to identify. Another example, Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes. Obviously, blind the two blind guys here. Uh, he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Notice he didn't say, according to my will. He didn't say, according to the Father's master plan. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so Jesus understood these principles of the kingdom. He understood and continually taught and demonstrated uh, these things before others. And he communicated. I mean, you can tell Jesus wasn't just trying to prop himself up because he would have said, you know, by the way, <laughs> that was all me. Here we go right here. Messiah, Son of God, you got it right there. Healing for your eyes, healing for your body. He said, no, listen, it's because of what you believe that that worked. You got your sight back because of what you believed. It was according to your faith. And, and this is really good news for us. Uh, because I know some will say, well, that puts the, the responsibility on us to believe. Well, yeah, of course, but it also gives us an, an opening. It gives us an opportunity because all of us can believe. It, this, this puts all of us in the same boat. None of us are disqualified. If it is according to what I believe, man, that's fair game. That all of a sudden opens this wide open. 100% of the people can say, okay, I'm going to believe this then. And the moment you do say, 
Here we go. That's me. That's what's going to happen in my body. That's what's going to happen in my life. You're, you open yourself up for a complete and total victory right now. Yeah, And so no one's discounted from this. and No one has to say, I wonder if it's going to be me. That's up to you, man. I'd encourage you. Believe. Yeah, just simply believe the things that we're talking about here tonight, and you'll find it work right inside of your body tonight. Hallelujah. And so I recognize that the origin um, of these healings, of any healings, is certainly found in God's mercy and God's grace. There's no doubt that the origin is God is a good God and, and He has mercy and compassion on individuals. But then again, why did Jesus not mention that? Why did Jesus draw attention, almost you could say, away from that and point it to an individual's believing? He wanted us to get it. He wanted us to understand this kingdom principle so that we could use it again and again. See, if my belief is that I have to have some super special person or a person with a special calling or I need Jesus in the flesh or something in order to get my healing because my case is, you know, it's a special case. It's a hard case. It's a one in a million case. Well, I've just disqualified myself, okay? Because I'm, I'm now I'm now thinking wrong, and Jesus is bringing it out out of that scenario, okay? He didn't say, well, in this these situations you need a special anointing. No, anyone can believe. Anyone can take what belongs to them now, and you can have it by simply believing. Yeah, and so uh, believing was the reason for their healing, and uh, because of because healing is a faith, like I said, it's available to everybody. But this often works kind of almost like electricity in your house. How many know that that faith gives action to power? All right, when you believe something, it's giving it a place to go. The power is present, but my believer on the inside gives it something to ride. Uh, you know, like I said, if you have electricity in your house. Anybody have electricity in the house? Okay. Thank you, Lord, for electricity. Uh, but how many know, it, it's probably in your wall. I mean, you know, unless there's a problem, it, all the outlets work. Uh, but that power isn't active or it's not producing something until you, what? You plug into it or if something is plugged in, you turn it on. Uh, That's what faith does with the power of God. The power of God is present, and it's always present for the believer, uh, where we can tap into it at any time. I don't, again, let me go back to this. I don't want to be taught or conditioned inwardly in my thinking that I always have to have a special someone or I'm always reliant upon another person praying for me. I'm not anti-others praying for, for, we pray for each other, we're going to do that tonight. But I don't want to live with this mentality that I can't get it unless someone else is there. No, the power fills the atmosphere. It's the very presence of Almighty God. I need to learn, learn where that switch is. Huh? I need to learn where that outlet is. And when I find it, I can get it in the car. 
When I find it, I can get it on the job. I can get it in a church service. Obviously, you know, I can get it wherever I am because God is there. And I've learned how to turn it on. Amen. Okay. And so Jesus is teaching these things. And, and we understand that faith, faith is not contingent upon seeing or feeling. Uh, in fact, that would really be the opposite you know, if a person said, well, when I see this, I'll believe it. No, 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 no. When you see it, you're going to see it. Well, when I feel it, uh, then I'll believe. No, no, no. When you feel it, you'll feel it. You understand what I'm saying? When you see it, when you feel it, you don't need to believe it anymore. Faith all of a sudden becomes unnecessary in that situation. Faith is necessary when you don't see it. It's necessary when you don't feel it. Amen. And so what we have an opportunity to do, whenever it doesn't look right, whenever it doesn't feel right, that's the opportunity for us to shine. That's the opportunity for us to live from the inside out, for us to live based on God's holy written word, for us to take it and put it in the bank. Come on, and say, I believe this because he said it. I believe because the Lord said it. It's done. It's good. All right. What follows that? Well, following that is the seeing is, and is the feeling. I and mean, it can be this. It can be that quick. But it's following that that the seeing and the feeling come into place. But as soon as I see it and feel it, again, I don't need faith anymore. I don't need faith for that. Hallelujah. And, and, and so uh, people uh, came to Jesus uh, frequently uh, because they believed that he had their answer. And I find it this interesting. I read this. I'm going to read a few. We're going to read, look at a couple of scriptures here in a moment. And it'll be very helpful and, and take our faith up through the roof. Okay? Uh, but this is interesting to me. Jesus frequently told people to go. He frequently would tell them to leave. I mean, what do you mean leave? Leave him. <laughs> go away. <laughs> he did. And a lot of these people, they sought him out diligently. And some of them, they went to great lengths to get to him. And in some situations, they broke the current societal laws to get to him because of their diseases, because of their conditions. They, they, had, to, they had to go against the system in order to get to him. Yeah. And, and so uh, they would do that, and then they'd meet with Jesus, and he'd say, See ya. I'm paraphrasing. But he would say things like, Go your way. And when he told them to go away or go your way, go do this, watch. They had to do that in order to get healed. In order to get what they came to him to get, they had to do what he said and leave. And can you see how that might be a little bit of a challenge? You put all this effort into getting to the healer, Jesus getting to the anointed one and then when you get to him and in some situations it was a child or another person he would tell you go ahead and go home uh how many know you had to do that without any evidence of anything changing and it was necessary that they do that do what act as if it's so and if they didn't act as if it was so, it would not have been so. 
And if it would have been so independent of their acting like it was so, then Jesus saying for them to go was unnecessary. And if it was unnecessary, it would not be written in our Bible that he told them to do that because it's an irrelevant part of the story. Everybody with me now? How many know a lot of these stories we have very little details? We do. I mean, if you were writing a, uh, if you were writing a movie or writing a novel about it, you would explain a lot more. So I take that very serious that the parts we do know are really important. They were key to what happened. Yeah? So Jesus, watch, he had to tell him that. He had to say, come all this way for this person to be here. Leave. <laughs> Go. He had to do that. Watch, what else? They had to do that. They had to listen. They had to, by faith, say, I don't have any physical evidence of this. I don't have any indication that anything's changed whatsoever. I came all this way, and here I am, and now I have to go back. They had to do that how? By faith. They had to say, okay, I'm going to take you at your word, and I'm leaving. And I'm leaving. And when they did, when they turned and when they left, that gave action to the power. And that's what we need to find out. That's what we're looking for. I need to find a way to plug into it. I need to find a way to flip the switch on. I've got to get the power activated. Yeah. It is entirely possible for the power of God to be super strong. People could be falling out all over the place, but someone not give action to it. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, look with me at, uh, at Mark chapter 7. Let me give you a few examples of this. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. All right, And so uh, we look at these things um, and look directly at the Scriptures and we can see these principles. In Mark chapter 7, uh, there was a woman there who's called a, in one, one uh, gospel account called a Canaanite woman, and this one she's called a Syrophoenician woman. And she basically had this daughter that was tormented by a demon, demon-possessed situation. And uh, if you read the whole account there, and they went back and forth because, you know, he said healing you know, was the children's bread. You can, you can read about that. Uh, I just want to get to the, the last part of it. It's Mark 7, verse 29. Then he said to her, uh, For this saying, in other words, she said something good, basically, I only need a crumb. For this saying, go your way. Go your way. Leave. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed um, and, 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 and so the, the, the victory was won there but again this is, a, this is one example where Jesus said his only word to her there was no razzmatazz there was, there was no you, you have a cloth I can put my hands on you know there was no uh, you know nothing spectacular they had this conversation she said some things that indicated to him that she believed and she said, all right, go. The demon's out. What did she have to go on at that point? Just his word. Just his word. Uh, go where? You know, as we read in these situations, go your way. Well, go where? Well, why don't you go do what healed people do? I want you to hold on to that thought. Where should I go? Or you might say, what should I do? You should go where heal people go. You should go do what heal people do. That gives action to the power. Okay, look at John chapter 4. 
is the book of John. Chapter 4. And this guy's just called the, he's called a nobleman. In John chapter 4, notice with me over here, verse 46. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of, out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you, you will by no means believe. That's not a compliment, by the way. Verse 49, The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. So what is his goal? What is he thinking? What has he got planned ahead of time? He said, I'm going to go get Jesus, and I'm going to try to convince him to come here. So you can see, he does have faith, but he has faith in a certain thing that's going to happen. I expect it to happen this way. And if I can get Jesus to come to my house, then my child will be made well. Jesus didn't comply. Ever had the preacher not do what you wanted him to do? There's precedent. <laughs> um, verse 50. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. Again, we have the same thing. Jesus didn't need to go, apparently. But he needed that guy to go. Why? What was his going? His going was his faith. His leaving the healer took a ton of believing. Otherwise, you would say, oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I came all this way. I did all this to get to you, and I am not leaving you. And we might think that that might sound noble. I mean, he's a noble man. I mean, <laughs> that might sound like a very godly thing to do. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. But Jesus said, no, you need to let go. You need to leave. And he believed that word. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. Yeah. You know, sometimes one of the greatest expressions of faith is leaving. One of the greatest expressions of faith is going. What is he going back to? Well, he, it, without believing, he's going back to a problem. But with believing, he's going back to his miracle. Verse 51, and as he was going down the road, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour. He got better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. That means they believed in Jesus. He already believed the word. Everybody, everybody with me? And so, and so, what does our believing look like? Well, I just believe in my heart. No, no, no. I mean, I, that's fine. That's a good thing. Faith is of the heart. But our believing needs an action to it. Our believing needs an expression. What does your believing cause you to do? What are you doing as a result of, I believe the word of the Lord to me. I believe that healed by Jesus' stripes I am. I believe that hands laid on me and I have recovered. Okay, that's good. Believe that. I believe that. Show it to me. 
I don't mean show it to me like I did, but I mean it's got to be demonstrated in your life. That gives action to it. I remember hearing a story of uh, the you know the founder of of Rama out there uh, years ago, and him telling his story about uh, how he was paralyzed as a teenager, and uh, and he was in on his deathbed for so long with a deformed heart and an incurable blood disease, and and he was studying uh, not these verses particular, but Mark chapter eleven and verse twenty three and twenty four, and and he studied those and 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 got this all on his own, the Spirit of God helping him, but he got to a point. Uh, one day where he, he said uh, basically to the Lord he said if you were if you were standing right here before me and told me I did not believe that I received my healing I'd have to say you're a liar he said because I do believe I do believe that I'm healed and yet he has no physical evidence of his healing whatsoever but he's talking to the Lord bold and strong and saying I, I do believe that I am well Amen. he did and then in in this when he did that, it was, you know, sometime in the mid-morning, the Spirit of God spoke, spoke on the inside and said, well, people ought to be up this time of day. You know, but what would a non-believer do? They would say, well, I can't do anything. But what he did in his situation, he was paralyzed, but his arms weren't paralyzed. He threw himself over the side of the bed, side of the bedpost, and had absolutely no strength. And it took quite a, uh, an ordeal to get into that position. <laughs> and and he, he basically getting up. He was doing what was impossible. Why? He believed he was healed. Uh, am I telling you to do that? I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have a verse that says do it exactly like that. But Jesus told some people, just go. He told one guy, stretch out your hand. I mean, a guy who couldn't stretch out his hand, he told him to stretch it out. What do you do if you can't? You do it anyway. <laughs> it depends what you believe. And Jesus said, stretch out your hand. The guy stretched out his hand, and then it's made well. Anyway, when, uh, when, uh, when, he, when he did that, and he threw himself over that bedpost, uh, the power of God hit him in the top of the head and came down over his body, and, and his, his, he, he was made well. And he was, he was made whole after being in, in bed for, I forget the amount of time, but many months, paralyzed. And, uh, but w- w- what was necessary? Yeah, he needed to believe, but there came a point of acting on that belief. There came a time when, when you needed to give, give action to that and give the opportunity for God's power to manifest in you. Some say, well, I believe I'm healed. I'm just waiting on the manifestation. Well, quit that. Quit waiting on a manifestation and separating that from your healing. You believe you're healed. Rise up and be well. Is this okay? Amen. Turn with me to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. So we see he told this, he told this Syrophoenician woman to, to, to go her way. She needed to leave. He told this, this nobleman to, to, to go his way, and he went his way. He left because he believed the word the Lord spoke. In, in, over in Luke chapter 17, you'll notice with me over here in verse 11, uh, it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and when he, uh, then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten lepers, or ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Now they stood afar off because they were lepers and they weren't allowed to come close. And, and they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when they saw him, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priests. Again, he, he didn't say, Hold on, let me come over there and lay my hands on you. 
Now, I don't mean that would always be wrong and not appropriate, but this is the word he gave them. Go show. Why would I do that? Go, you don't understand why he said go show yourself to the priests according to their law because of their condition. The priests were the one that would, that would proclaim somebody healed. They would be like a doctor in some situations, but they would proclaim and say, yes, the leprosy's gone. You're free to roam about society as a, as a healed person, uh, whereas in this case they weren't, so they had to go do that. So that would only be something that a person would do if they were healed. You wouldn't go show your leprosy to the priests. Say, look, priest, here I am, full of leprosy. And they'd say, yeah, we know that. Stay away from me. (laughs) But he told them to do what they would do if they were well. And when they did what he told them to do, what happened? They were made well. It goes on to say, and so it was that as they went... They were cleansed. What if they didn't went? (laughs) If they hadn't went, they would not have been cleansed. Is going sometimes necessary? Yes. What is necessary? Acting on what we believe. Amen. I... And I could give more examples. Maybe I will give more examples. We've got time, don't we? Anybody in a hurry? You're not in a hurry if you're really hurting. <laughs> I preach all night, huh? <laughs> uh, well, look with me at Acts chapter 14. Let's, let's take a look at another one. Acts chapter 14. And, and so I, I look at, at, at this, this, these lepers... Oh, by the way, if you, if you were to keep reading there, you would read down in the 19th verse, um, when one of them came back to give thanks and so forth, he said, arise, uh, go your way, your faith has made you well. How did his faith make him well? His faith made him well when it made absolutely zero sense to go show a leprous body to the priests, but they turned and went anyway. Where was his faith? His faith was in his going to do what a healed person would do. In a person who previously had leprosy, but was saying, I'm well, I'm going to go get my freedom to roam society again and get this declaration. That was his faith. Amen, amen, amen. Well, what would happen if they didn't go? They wouldn't have been healed. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, Romans chapter 10. Heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up, straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. You see what we have here again? He, he saw, this guy's got faith to be healed. But how many know he had faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed? If you stop right there, he, Paul looked at that guy and said, that guy's full of faith to be healed. Was he? No, he was crippled. He couldn't walk. He, but he had faith. Is it possible to, for someone to have faith and not be healed? Totally. What do they need? An action point. They need, sometimes it's through help of someone else saying, dude, get up. Sometimes it's something in their own heart. They just know I'm going to act. 
But Paul saw him and, and knew, that guy's got to get up. Stand up, man! Now, if you, if you don't believe, you say, well, I can't do that. Uh, hello? Crippled? <laughs> but no, he acted on it. He gave action to the power, and it manifests right then. Amen. Can I give you one more? Mark chapter 10. You can see this is not just a random thought in Scripture. You, this is not just something I pulled out of the corner of a half of a verse somewhere, and I'm, I'm trying to establish some doctrine that's not really biblical. This is all over the place. Okay? And so uh, we see this, uh, like I said, all of, we see this in our own in our own lives. I've seen this in different pe- many people here. We've heard, heard quite a few testimonies of individuals with varying situations, and their testimony comes back that, uh, you know, often they prayed or they had someone in a service like this pray with them, lay hands on them, and then they would go and they would act healed. Uh, we've had numerous testimonies of people who couldn't eat certain types of food. And they, by their choice, I don't tell people what to do in regards to this, but by their choice, they said, okay, I'm well, and they went and, and began to eat what they couldn't eat before. What it would have caught, what used to cause them great trouble, they go out and order it, and put it in, and chew it up, and say, thank you, Lord. And what happens when they do? Well, all of a sudden, all the symptoms are gone. We've had individuals that, that, that go, they, they walk when they couldn't walk. Others that run when they couldn't run. We shared a testimony recently, someone who had asthma. And so they went, they went from church or shortly after to the, a running track and started running. Well, they never could have done that before because they would have been, you know, they couldn't breathe. But what were they doing? And by the way, no one that I know told them to do that, per se. Often these stories are people determining themselves. Okay, because it's according to your faith. And so they go, they do, they act. They, uh, you know, individuals have heard, gotten testimonies, individuals who had problems reading, you know, eyesight issues. So what do they do? They believe they receive and then they go read. Faith gives action to the power. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 51, uh, It says, so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you, blind man? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Well, Again, you can't tell a blind man to go his way. Blind man is going to fall into a hole. (laughs) Blind man can't see. But that's interesting. First thing he said, he said, I want to be healed. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received sight and followed Jesus on the road. And so what I see is, uh, I I see this like these other situations. Jesus says, go your way. All the words are necessary. All the words spoken needed to be spoken, and they're recorded for our benefit. So go your way means he turned and then he saw. What if he have said, well, I can't go. I can't see. Lord, what are you talking about? Go your way. No, he took the word and went and turned and, and... that's when, it, that's when it opened up. That's when his sight was returned to him. Amen. So this is a simple principle. I see all over the Word of God. Uh, we can act on this tonight. We can, we can just start our hearts. Because if, if you're a believer, and uh, I've got 
I've got it on good information here that we all believe because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If this is the first time you've ever heard anything like this, well, we just gave you the ability to, to believe. It was God's Word, Jesus' Word spoken to you. Now there's something on the inside of you called a believer, and it just got activated. Yeah. And your believer allows you to do things that previously you wouldn't do. He was like, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's not even logical. That doesn't make any sense. But you'll act on what you believe, and then you'll see that God was present the whole time. Yeah. He's always been there. He's always loved you. He's always desired to help you. Uh, but you saw something that he said would be the case. You act on it, and there it is. Now it's manifest. Now his power is made obvious in you. Amen. Amen. We're going to lay hands on the sick tonight. And uh, and the reason we do this, we didn't teach on that particular method, but it's one of the primary methods of, of God bringing healing to people. Jesus said they'll, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And so we're going to do that. That's Mark chapter 16 and verse 18. We're going to lay hands on uh, on the sick. And there's a, there's a presence of God that helps us when we do this. And when we do, uh, I would just encourage you just to take it. All right? What do I mean? Just just receive it. It's just say, thank you, Lord. I got it. Hallelujah. Amen. And then go your way and be healed of, of, of whatever your problem is. I tell you, listen, God is faithful. You're going to see healings all over the place. Now, I'm not waiting to see it to believe it, but I'm telling you, we believe so. You'll see healings all over the place. Your body will be made well. So, you know, this is our first rodeo. We see this happen all the time. And so we kind of know what to expect. Sun seems to keep coming up every morning. We keep laying hands on people. They keep getting better. Hallelujah. So why don't you say this with me? And I realize not everyone needs healing or laying on a hands tonight. But just say it with me. Say, I believe that when hands are laid on me, I will be healed. Say it again. I believe when hands are laid on me, I will be healed. Say it one more time. I believe that when hands are laid on me, I will be healed. We'll do it one more time because that was sloppy. (laughs) Let's say it all together because we know what we're saying now. Say, I believe that when hands are laid on me, I will be healed. Amen. Amen. So that's just the release of our faith. It's already, it's already working in us now. And, uh, and so we're going to invite those uh, who... I'm going to pray for a moment. Then I'm going to invite those who want to have hands laid on them just to come up and follow the us- usher's instructions. But let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for healing of bodies. Thank you for tumors. They disappear tonight. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.